0: Welcome back, everybody, to Laying the Points with Farley Betts. I am Farley Betts. It's Monday. The conference finals in the NBA are upon us as the four best teams in the NBA have come out of the conference semifinals. We will review those games that we saw last night on Sunday, and then we will give a preview, a look ahead to the next two series, the conference finals between the Warriors and the Mavericks and the Celtics and the Heat. I think those are going to be two very good series, two very physical series uh, coming up between, really, four of the best defenses in the NBA. We'll talk more about that, Uh, but I'm excited to handicap those games in those series and talk to you more about that. Before we get to that, let's cover some business. Follow us at theoddsbreakers.com. Subscribe to the Oddsbreakers podcast stream. I say it every week. The information coming out of the Oddsbreakers is nonstop, your one-stop shop for sports betting information, anything from MLB to UFC to prepping for the NFL now, to the NBA playoffs now, to NASCAR, to golf, you name it, we handicap it at the Odds Breakers. Check us out there, follow us on social media as well at the Odds Breakers. Obviously, check me out, eh? At Farley Bets across all social media. I am a writer and podcaster here at the Odds Breakers. I'm also on the Bet US NBA show four times a week talking about these NBA games and I'm about to talk about more today. Exciting times, exciting times. Uh, follow at SportsWagerU across social media. Uh, keep talking about it. You're going to hear more and more from us. Just follow us. You won't be disappointed in the coming months. NFL prep coming up. NBA courses coming up. MLB courses coming up. A lot coming down the pike for SWU. And follow us at the BetUS NBA show. Like I said, five times a week. We air live at 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, Um, and we will give you our our NBA picks and our analysis from four of the best handicappers out there in the NBA, in my opinion. I guess there's a little bit of self-praise in there if I'm saying that, huh? but what can I say? We do a good job. NBA playoffs record so far is 51-39. and That rounds to 57%. Uh, Not unhappy about that, plus 8.35 units. We could be higher in that area. Uh, laid more units on the Bucks yesterday, plus five and a half. And uh, the first quarter going over in that one, I thought it was going to start off a little faster and hotter, two teams trying to get ahead of each other, but I couldn't count on Boston in the first quarter. And I couldn't count on Milwaukee from quarters two through four. First thing i like to say about that game and that series and how it ended are, you know, you got to give kudos to the Boston Celtics, right? And it's, it's not entirely... A, a surprise. Uh, we've seen this coming for a long time now. The Boston Celtics are a very good team. Uh, they're a very complete team. We think they're much better coached. We said that at the start of the year. Now they're much better coached. Ime Udoka. There's there's something about him. Uh, a charisma. A toughness. Um, he's stoic. Seems to be consistent with his messaging. And the Celtics are just a better all around team, and it showed especially in the second half of this season. And now, you know, Jason Tatum, I don't think there's any denying now that, that you know, that kid is a star. You know, he's he's a top 10 star in this league, I believe. Uh, and he also has – he plays very unselfish basketball. He's willing to give up the ball. Um, he's willing to not take much praise, it seems. You know, it seems just like a humble guy, a humble dad. Uh, there's a lot to like about Jason Tatum. and There's a lot to like about the Boston Celtics. I really like what Ime Yudoka said, I believe, at the start of the um, fourth quarter, which is that, um, you know, they were asking him about Tatum coming out of the game and in foul trouble. And Yudoka didn't seem worried or concerned at all. Why? Because he, he said what he instills in this Boston Celtics team, which is something that they've missed in the past, is that this is a team that relies on ball movement, on, on multiple hands touching the ball every time they're, on their side of the court. And even if they don't have Jason Tatum able to compete at his fullest, this is a team that can still beat any team in the NBA. I mean, I, I believe that they're, they're loaded, right? Uh, You still, they still have Jalen Brown, Marcus smarts playing some of the best basketball he's ever played. Um, You know, players like uh, uh, Grant Williams, boy, he stepped up. Yes. (laughs) I mean, he, how many threes did he get? Seven threes in that game, almost 30 points. Uh, players like that can step up. You know, you got guys coming off the bench that are playing defense consistently every single game. Al Horford has been amazing for them. Uh, Daniel Tice comes off the bench and and he plays with, with equal effort, tenacious player. Uh, so that it's just a team that's, that's deep and they've really been deep for years. Right. But, but now we're seeing them kind of come into form. We're seeing their growth, still a developing team. I think still a growing team, still some things, still some kinks to work out. Their offense can really sputter at times. Um, they, they can be overly reliant on Jason Tatum at times, but for the most part, this is a really good, really complete team who plays some of the best defense in the NBA. And when they're shooting well, they are <laughs> almost impossible to beat, right? Um, so an, an impressive win by the Celtics who controlled that game from the second quarter on. They shut down Giannis from the second quarter on. Giannis did not look like himself. He looked tired, really tired. Um, and, you know, maybe that's from holding up his team, right, for for now 10 games without Chris Middleton heading into that one. Um, that's a lot. It's a lot for any star to handle. Chris Middleton was a an absolute surefire number two last year in the NBA playoffs and the NBA finals. He made a ton of important shots in the, in the playoffs and in the finals last year. And, you know, Drew holiday can only do so much. Uh, Brooke Lopez can only do so much. A lot of those balls too. If you watch that game, Brooke Lopez, Giannis, a lot of these guys had point blank layups and that ball was going around the rim and out and dropping and flailing. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, the bucks just aren't, aren't supposed to win this game. I don't think because it just, it just wasn't going their way. Uh, and you know, again, all the credit in the world to Boston who, who were – they were making their shots all game. You know, they found ways to create open shots, great ball movement, uh, great defense. They challenged the Bucks at every every turn. You know, Bobby Portis kind of took a dip in that game. Maybe some of that – you know, these these playoff moments, right? Uh, a player like Bobby Portis, who's, who's – I really like Bobby. Crazy eyes Portis, but that's a big spot. It's a big spot to have to step up and have to perform at that level in the playoffs, game in and game out. Missing Chris Middleton. Um, and make no mistake about it, the the Milwaukee Bucks, they were my favorite to win it all. They will be back. They are a another great team. You know, when they come back with Chris Middleton, watch out. I, I gotta tell you, next year, guys, Giannis and that team is gonna be more complete than ever. And that's scary because Giannis seemed like for most of this season the you know returning champs they were just kind of you know trying to keep the ship afloat right just trying to be consistent trying not to overdo any one game you know keep everything in perspective uh i don't know if that's going to be the case next year i think we're going to see a very aggressive milwaukee bucks team who who's probably going to show a lot of that great defense that we saw in these nba playoffs maybe a little bit more throughout the regular season uh because there were times where especially in that last game, they didn't have an answer for the celtics. um and and again, credit, you know credit for the Cel- credit, credit to the Celtics, um who have been as, as consistent as any NBA team all year. Um, but you know when when you're when you're not performing at the same level in the regular season as you are in the playoffs, that has to translate sometimes into the playoffs, right? And the Bucs, it seems like they were they were two different defenses. They were the number one defense in the NBA playoffs uh, for long stretches. I think they still are, as far as defensive efficiency goes. But um, uh, you know, uh, they were tired. It's a seven game series. Giannis had to do so much on offense and defense, and it just started to show there at the end. And uh, the Celtics didn't show exactly exactly show the same exhaustion. You know, so credit to a young team, credit to a growing team that's coming together and looking better than ever. And now the Celtics go on to face the Miami Heat. And the Celtics are going to come off um, one full day of rest in between, right? They played yesterday. Um, they got one day off in between. They play tomorrow, they play Tuesday night. Um, not an easy spot to go against the Miami Heat in Miami still the number one team in the east love them or hate them you know a lot of people disrespect the miami heat and what they're capable of i don't we don't the miami heat are a very good team they're a very complete team i'll still say that i'll keep saying it uh why am i saying they're such a complete team well you know look at the facts the number one three-point shooting team in the regular season all year uh top three defense in the nba all year you know right right there with the celtics neck and neck with with uh as one of the best defenses in the nba um and look look who they have on that team they have tyler hero who can come off the bench and just absolutely kill you from his perimeter shooting but he can take the ball in too he's not afraid right that's an amazing sixth man to have and then you got teams like max Strass, stress Strass, stress uh underrated players like deadman Uh, just a lot of these guys who come off the bench for the heat that are, you know, they're not very heralded players, not very celebrated players, but I celebrate them because they're pretty damn good and they don't get enough credit. And Kyle Lowry is not going to start at the beginning of this series. I think he might be out for two games, uh, to start this series too, but the heat, yeah, you know, he's a great player, but the heat have been just fine. The heat have figured it out. Jimmy Butler has been fantastic. I mean, expect Jimmy Butler to make life very difficult for the Celtics guards. I mean, the Miami guards on defense in general are going to make life really difficult for Boston. Uh, but, you know, coming in with a little more rest, uh, you know, obviously that's that series ended earlier for Miami, facing a team like Philly, who tried to be physical. You know, we saw that when that series went to Philly. We saw a Philly team that was, they were absolutely – more physical that was impressive but it, it you know it, it still wasn't enough was it? Miami they're going to break you down over time. They're going to they're going to keep coming at you. Keep coming at you. Keep coming at you. Uh talk about a tenacious team. And that's how Boston is, right? And Boston kind of they face the same pressure from the Bucks, that same kind of tenacity. So, what's going to happen in this series when you have two really stingy defenses, blue-collar teams, who are not going to stop coming at you? I think we can expect plenty of unders in this series. Plenty of unders. Game came out around 206, it's down to 204 and a half already. Here on Monday, maybe it fluctuates again a little bit, but I don't know. Um, that feels way too way too high for me still we've seen Miami especially, they can really slow down those first quarters. And when you slow down first quarters, you usually slow down the entire game because the second half usually gets even tighter, right? I mean, we saw some kind of crazy things happen in the Celtics and Bucks game. I think it was game five or game four where they just couldn't stop scoring in the fourth quarter. That's not typical in the playoffs. Typically, games will slow down in the second half as teams get even, you know, as these situations get even more nerve-wracking, right, as it requires more poise um and these are two teams who are going to absolutely battle so i would look for a lot of unders i would expect the celtics to win this series but i wouldn't be surprised at all if miami won and i would also expect it to go seven games i i think the heat are going to take this first game at home with more rest and you know a nice clean right hook to the chin that's what Miami does, they come out and they kind of shock you at first, right? Like, oh, this team's pretty damn good, aren't they? Now, these two teams know each other, obviously. Um, but the Celtics are riding high right now. They're thinking a lot of great things about themselves, as they should, as they should. But Miami, the Miami Heat have plenty of reasons to believe in themselves as well. I, I think they're going to come out, you know, forgive the pun, but they're going to come out hot, white hot. Um, and with the kind of defense that can play they can play at Miami. Maybe Boston gives up that first game. Still think Boston wins the series, but it's going to be really tight. So maybe a, a futures play like a 4-3 Celtics futures play or something similar, not a bad look in my opinion. Uh in this in this series, it's going to be it's going to be a very good series. I I don't think either team is going to waltz, you know, into this and just smoothly. I mean, someone's probably going to get injured. You know, there's going to be a lot of technical fouls. It's going to to be good TV. Um, And, you know, it's going to feel like old school basketball. Some of us remember basketball in the 90s. (laughs) And it was definitely more physical. Um, Shots were contested often. You know, a lot of those games didn't even get to 180. And now we see even playoff games getting beyond 200 on a regular basis in total points. But I think this is going to look like an old school matchup. So, how about the Western Conference? Eh? The Western Conference has come into frame the Golden State Warriors against the Phoenix, no, not the Phoenix Suns, against the Dallas Mavericks. Who would have thunk it, right? Well, I would have thunk it. We talked about the Mavericks plenty on this show. We gave out a series future on the Mavericks to win the series. Obviously, that hit. I don't know if anyone could have predicted the Mavericks, you know, going up in the suns by 40 points last night, winning by 33 points in the end. Um, Wow. Right. No one saw that coming at Phoenix. I mean, I even leaned Phoenix minus six, but I didn't want to bet against the Mavericks because I, we knew I keep saying we, you know, I'm saying I, I guess, you know, we sounds better. Uh, But I knew what the Mavs were capable of, guys. I mean, they've been showing us this for months. This is a team that maybe the stats don't always show it. But if you watch the Mavericks play, how slow they can play, how meticulous they can control the basketball, obviously led by Luca, who's just going to lull you to sleep. He's going to make all those small, subtle movements. He's going to find a way to shoot the ball over you. He's a big dude. He can can body anybody. He's not afraid of it. And um, listen, man uh it's just uh, i'm not surprised i'm not like shocked but i don't know if any of us really expected the dallas mavericks to come out with a win kudos to the dallas mavericks for really showing up in a big way yesterday um and now the phoenix suns have to think about a lot of things you know you're hearing people come out and talk trash about chris paul now all right sorry i forgot where i was here i got a phone call from my son's school but you know there's going to be a um there's like a super severe thunderstorm threat so they're letting them out of school early today like i wish i was let out of school for severe thunderstorms back in the day i don't don't think that happened but uh, uh, you know maybe it's maybe these are pretty strong storms i i love a storm love a storm obviously we don't want a tornado to wipe out a city but um next to that love a storm love it um anyway We're talking about the Phoenix Suns here and what they have to worry about. Well, you know, people are starting to rag on Chris Paul a little bit. That's fine. Uh, You know, he's going to get that. I guess he played with an injury. He's still one of the best point guards of all time. Uh, The stats show that. But again, I'm just not a big stat guy in general. Like, yeah, during the regular season, do you want Chris Paul, CP3, to be leading your team? Uh, to be your point guard, I mean, 10 times out of 10, you're probably going to say yes, right? Maybe only Steph Curry steps in front of him uh, as as the guy. But, you know, Chris Paul, now this is a storied career. Uh, he's looking for an NBA championship, but something's happening in the playoffs, man. And uh, the Phoenix Suns, you know, I think everybody just expected them to you know, smoothly make it through the NBA playoffs and be in the NBA finals, a lot of futures on the Suns. Here's the thing maybe to think about moving forward. How much can we take from the regular season in the NBA anymore? Because like I alluded to with the Bucks, a lot of these teams do not play uh, at their full levels on defense in the regular season. They're They're trying to beat other teams by being offensively superior for the most part. And that's why you see these insane totals throughout the year you do not see those totals in the NBA playoffs. And that's because now all of a sudden these teams who are capable of playing great defense, who are coached well, you see it more consistently, right? I mean, credit to Jason Kidd, who was clearly, I mean, if you listen to him on the sidelines, there's some memes that came out, some videos of him that came out about how he's just barking the whole game on the sidelines. I mean, this is a highly motivated guy who clearly, deeply cares about being a coach for the Mavericks and he has instituted a defensive culture there, and it's working. I mean, as long as they play solid defense and one or two of their, of their non Luca players, you know, players not named Luca, as long as one or two of them step up, and we saw Spencer Dinwiddie do it big time to start off that game on Sunday, this is a really dangerous team because they have shooters all over the team who could just pick you apart. So if Finney, Smith, and Brunson or Brunson and Dinwiddie – or I mean, damn! If you got Bertans coming off the bench and he's nailing four to five threes, and one other player along with Luca, you probably have one hell of an offense going. Uh, it, it, they have a lot of shooting talent on this team, and they have size, and they play good defense—really good defense when they want to. Uh, and and really, it's all—it's I mean, it's it's about switching somewhat. It's about the style of play that Jason Kidd has also instituted uh but they they play well together right at at the end of the day a lot of this stuff guys it's about team chemistry it's about coaching it's about some of the intangibles that are really hard to measure you just see it on the court you see how difficult they were making those shots for the phoenix suns the suns one of the best offenses in the nba right blah blah could not find a rhythm at all and you know i'm going to talk about it because hey uh, Eyes were rolled at me time and time again talking about Devin Booker and the Suns, but they, he proved it again. I mean, he was three for 13 for 11 points heading into the fourth quarter. What are you kidding me? If you're, if you're one of the elite, if you're an all-star and if you're you're one of the elite players in the NBA and your point guard, your star point guard is hurt, which you probably know about that. uh, You got to step it up. You got to create offense. And that's why, you know anybody who said to me in the past they would take Booker over Luca? Come on, man. Um, there's no there's no competition there. I mean, Luca was playing European basketball when he was a young teenager. And, you know, there's fireworks going off in the background of those games, like crazy European games. He was playing pro basketball and and thriving. I mean, this kid, this man knows how to create offense uh, in any in any situation. And he's going to have his hands full with Draymond Green and the Warriors' defense, no doubt about it. But last time I checked, everybody was telling me how great the Suns' defense is and Mikael Bridges and his length and da, da 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 da. I mean, you better be able to put a body on Luca and show really tenacious defense and be really and have a really high basketball IQ to shut him down on offense, because it it's probably not going to happen. You know, I mean, that guy, it's you can tell basketball comes easy for him at certain points, right? He, he just knows the right moves, the right movements to make, the right shots to make. He's an excellent passer. I mean, some of the passes that he makes, he makes some of these other players, some of these ancillary players in the Mavericks like Dwight Powell, you know, look like really, really formidable players, and, and, and they are. But everybody's better because of Luka, because of the attention that he gathers, because of the way that he can pass, and from the way that he can shoot anywhere in the court. You know, let's give him his praise. He deserves it. Sorry, Devin Booker, again, game seven. Chris Paul, too, you can say the same thing. Game seven, not impressive. Didn't show up at home. No excuses. You know, bottom line. Um, and I don't know. You know, Monty Williams is a very, he's a highly disciplined coach, he seems like a pretty stern guy. You gotta want. Is he? I mean, do players see him as a player's coach? I don't know. I don't know what happens inside that locker room. But you can tell they probably felt the pressure this year, right? They're in the NBA finals last year, returning this year, expecting to go, probably expecting to win yesterday. Maybe a mentality of of expecting to win a little too much. Maybe taking the Dallas Mavericks um for granted, right? And they suffer the consequences. And that's why, you know, I, I don't care what anybody says. It keeps on working for me. Hopefully, it'll keep on working for all of us, you know, my premium customers, etc. cetera. Um, when you get to the NBA playoffs, you know, you can throw a lot of stats out the windows, guys. Because the intangibles matter more than ever. Intangibles like coaching. Intangibles like player-coach relationships intangibles like player-to-player relationships on the court, how fluid the team is, does the team have a leader, how much chemistry they have, how they respond in big-time moments, how much poise do they show, how consistent are they. These are all, a lot of these things are really tough to measure, but if you watch the sport itself and you're taking notes and you're trying to quantify and you're trying to pick up patterns, sociological patterns about what these teams do and how they respond you can get a decent predictor of their future, of, of, of what they're going to bring game to game. And there's a finesse, but another word for that, there's a softness to the way the Phoenix Suns play basketball. And maybe that translates big time in the regular season. I don't know if it translates as well in the NBA playoffs. They don't always face a lot of physical teams in the West. Well, they faced a physical team in the Dallas Mavericks, and they got beat when it mattered most. And kudos to Dallas, you know, for winning at home, taking care of business, forcing a game seven, and then showing up and having full confidence in themselves. All right, now let's talk about these conference finals and the ways that we're looking at these games. I spoke to the Celtics in the heat a little bit. Let's talk about the Warriors and the Mavericks. Uh, First of all, just say I lean Warriors because we talked about intangibles. The Warriors have a few intangibles that the Mavericks don't, right? The Mavericks are new at this. It's it's the conference finals. Um, this is Luka's first conference finals. It ain't it ain't the first for Steph Curry. It ain't the first for Draymond Green. It ain't the first for Clay Thompson, it ain't the first for Steve Kerr. This is an experienced team with experienced leaders in Golden State. And when you have a team as experienced as that who can button up. who can can show up when it matters most. We saw that in game uh, six for the Warriors, right? Um, You know, they showed up, they closed it out, they took care of business. We're not going to let the Grizzlies get back into that series. Well done. Well done by Golden State to close it out the way that they should. This is a team who's capable of winning it all. I fully believe that. Um, But it's going to be a tough road. It's going to be a tough and physical road. All three other teams. Are, are all physical blue collar teams they're really the only finesse team left but if they can play small ball if they can be fast paced if the ball movement can be can be smooth uh, then certainly they can beat all three of these teams in the NBA playoffs i mean that's what everybody was concerned about right when the mavs faced the phoenix suns is the suns can can get that ball moving they can get out in the in the in the half court quickly in transition uh, they have great play set up. Chris Paul, the way that he engineers those plays, the ball movement is just so smooth that you know a, a, t- a team like the Mavericks who moves slower, who's bigger but more physical, they can really struggle against teams like that. So if I'm the Warriors, I'm looking at Jordan Poole, I'm looking at Steph, I'm looking at small ball lineups to try and annoy and confuse the Mavericks, similar to what the Suns did when they played their first three games at home. Uh, But, again, the Mavericks proved they can play some smaller lineups too. They can hang with teams when they start making shots on the outside. And when they slow you down, good luck. Good luck beating the Mavericks. Um, But I got to say, if anybody can stifle – not stifle. That's not the right word. If anybody can limit Luka, it's probably Draymond Green. Uh, And I think there's going to be a lot of defense in this series too, right? We saw the Golden State Warriors kind of switch their style this year. Uh, they're not as fast-paced as they used to be. They're not as predicated on shooting those threes all all game, right? And just blowing up the totals. You know, they they play defense first. Um, and you know, Steph Curry added some weight, added some muscle. Klay Thompson always been good on defense. Jordan Poole, underrated defensive player. Draymond Green, one of the best defensive players in the NBA right now. Just playing differently, guys. They're 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 playing a different brand of basketball but I almost want them to go back to the old Warriors brand of basketball to beat the Dallas Mavericks. I'm not Steve Kerr. I'm not an NBA coach, so I'm sure he knows better than I do, but that's probably the best recipe for success against the Mavericks team that's coming off fresh off that Suns series, and maybe they're a little tired. I mean, that game seven wasn't very exhausting, but the Suns can run, and the Suns have a lot of of stamina. A lot of endurance, right? They just go up and down that court. It takes a lot to hang with a team like that. So starting off this series at Golden State, maybe Golden State runs them off the floor. But for game one, I would probably still have to lean to the Mavs from what they're showing us. Uh, probably going to lean towards the unders as well. But that's going to be a really interesting series. Um, again, the games that you think the Dallas can control, look for those derivative bets, first quarter unders, first half unders, full game unders you know, props under because the Mavs are going to slow, slow the hell out of that game. Um, if you, I think if you like the Warriors, maybe you look to play some live overs if they get, if they get in stride, but that's tough, right? Cause the Warriors, the Warriors have incredible defense too. We see some real low scoring games from them, even in the playoffs. So uh, it's just good. This is a tough series. I don't have a series. I don't have a futures play on this. And I, like I said, I lean to the Warriors, but I have to say lean right now because um, Dallas Mavericks are getting – they're growing too. They're developing too. I mean, they feel like they are one big man star away from becoming a really, really, really good team, right? Because Dwight Powell, uh, Brittans off the bench. I mean, some of these other guys, they're good. Like, they're okay, uh, but they don't have, like, an exceptional big man on their team. Imagine a player like Joel Embiid going over to Dallas. I mean that would that would be insane, um, just the options they would have from the perimeter, and then from the you know in the in the interior, you know the high pick and rolls, Luca handling the ball, you get you get a big in there that can do business in the paint. That's that's a pretty scary team. Um, so lean to the Warriors. Going to be uh, a fascinating series to see how the Warriors approach it. Uh, But I kind of feel like the one thing that's in the Mavericks on the Mavericks side for this series, too, is what was on their side against the Suns. The Suns, maybe they just assumed that they were going to win that series, just like the Warriors were kind of just not showing up fully at some of those games against the Grizzlies. The Mavs are going to show up. You know, if if the Mavs get beat down, it's because they did a lot of things wrong because they're still growing, but they show up. You know, they're not going to give up. So. The Warriors give up one or two games like we saw against the Grizzlies. <laughs> they might lose this series. I mean, you're not going to do that against against Luca. And you know, from a personal standpoint, I love all the trash that the Suns were talking to Luca. I mean, sorry, Booker, especially, who, if you're gonna talk shit like that, Booker, you, you might want to show up in game seven. But I love the way that Luca responded. I mean, just awesome. Awesome response. Well, with that, guys. The NBA playoffs are coming to an end. The four best teams in the NBA are still here. Should be exciting series and exciting watches in the upcoming weeks. Uh, We'll keep on churning these out. On Thursday, I plan to have another podcast with a very special guest, and we're going to talk some NFL. I'll just leave it at that in respect to how crazy my life has been recently. Don't want to overpromise, but I'm looking forward to it. And right now, the coast is clear. looks like the schedule is going to work out perfectly. So looking forward to the Thursday podcast, we'll keep analyzing these NBA games. Follow me at Farley Bets. Ask me about discounts. I have massive discounts for the upcoming NFL season. Talk to me about that. Sign up soon. You know, fifth place circle winner obviously with Bobo Bets. We love the NFL. Plan to have a lot of success in the NFL again. Uh so you know before we know it, the summer will be over, NFL will be here, and NBA comes back. So I'm 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 excited to you know, kind of coast through the summer, enjoy some baseball and prep for the NFL, but it's going to be here before we know it. So hit me up, DM me at Farley Betts if you're interested in the premium package. Uh, I'll continue putting out free picks at the Oddsbreakers. I'll be on the BetUS NBA show. Until next time, see you Thursday, everybody. Farley Betts is out of heat.